0: Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the original Loretta Brown show radio to open the heart, heal the soul, awaken the consciousness. Oh, my goodness. Good morning, Mr. Benny Mathers. Hello,
1: my beautiful darling. How are you?
0: I am wonderful and and thank you, my beautiful darling. Back to you, Aww. by the way. I got it. You know, I, got it. I, got it I know. You. Thank oh. you. I got it too. Put it we've in my little pocket. For,
1: Save it for
2: later. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I used to love a song when I was a little girl called Catch a Falling Star and oh. Put It in Your Pocket. Yeah. Okay. Save it for a rainy day. I'm going to yeah. look
1: for that. I'm going to look for that.
0: Yeah. I loved that song. Okay. And, um, years ago i i taught music in saudi arabia i know i've lived 25 lifetimes and it was one of the songs i would teach the kids and we would grab it and put it in our pocket so you know hey if it works it works i think it's an adorable <laughs> song
1: and i will look for it promptly
0: thank you you're welcome it's october
1: it is Woo!
0: what happened
1: i know right we blinked and it showed up
0: <laughs> Blink. Link. Yeah. Oh, the leaves you... are changing color. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did what? you
1: catch? I'm so sorry to interrupt. Did you catch the super moon last week?
0: Oh, yes. Were you able to like Absolutely. take some time
1: and then, in- oh man, that was massive.
0: It was unbelievable. Oh, cool. Even having you say that gives me goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. I'm still feeling the effects there. It's going to go on all month. I kind of am to tell too. People. I
2: didn't want to say it out loud, but you beat <laughs> me to it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we'll talk about it in just a little bit. Okay, but, sounds good. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I got oh, I got massive astrology going on. I'm going to try to condense it, but it's busy, 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 All busy, right. busy. Um, yeah, I'll get into it in a moment. But we do have a Friday the t- 13th this month. Yeah, it's appropriate. Yeah. I like Friday so, the anyway, 13th, though. I do, too. I, I, I call it a, a lucky day. I have fun with it. Sure. Like,
1: you know, we don't need to. Lucky 13. Uh, turn,
0: lo- lucky 13, that's right. So anyway, I am Loretta Brown. I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area for 28 years now. Going on on 30. Yep, long time. And uh, always offering something over at Reiki Oasis. We do everything from Reiki to past life regressions, um, also a clinical hypnotherapist, a a, a mental health counselor, and all kinds of stuff. You can find out. Well, actually, I got to tell you this my website is undergoing reconstruction if you go to ReikiOasis.com, you will go to the scheduler uh, but do uh, kind of be patient because the website will be coming back up again i have a reiki 2 class next saturday october 14th for everyone that's done reiki 1 i think reiki is a great thing for everyone to learn it it enters you into uh, the realm of energy and frequency and uh, i don't know it's it's good it's good for everybody So um, I also on the third Saturday, I think it's the third Saturday, October 21st, I have the Temple of the Divine Feminine, which is my monthly class for women. We always have an absolutely amazing time. It is a circle of women and uh, it's very, very healing. I've got ladies that have come to the temple every month for years and they wouldn't miss it for a moment where it's a true sisterhood, a true community of support. And then this is the final boarding call for Egypt. I am going to Egypt uh, November 1st through the 14th with a five-day extension to Petra Jordan. We are going to be doing some very powerful, sacred work. And uh, if you want to come, you have to contact me immediately. Uh, Send an email to ReikiOasis at gmail.com. Once again, send it to ReikiOasis at gmail.com to find out, to get on that trip <laughs> the galactic cosmic amazing stargate Egyptian trip I don't even know what to say about it anyway yeah it's gonna be great fun and uh thanks to my uh listener supports my pa- patrons I am a listener supported show and I from my heart tears always always anybody that helps contribute to that thank you so much now astrology poof, huh. I feel hot just bringing it up, Betty. i start to get hot just to bring it up. So I'll, I'll, October... I'll get the fans. I'll get the fans. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And yeah, we did kind of get kicked off into October with that full moon in Aries. Oh, my goodness. And then October 2023 brings two eclipses. We are in eclipse season. We have a new moon solar eclipse in Libra coming up on the 14th and a full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus on the 28th, just as I'm taking off for Egypt. So eclipses are called fated times. And notice where they are activating in your chart. And of course, these eclipses are connected all the way back to the eclipses in March in Aries. Oh, it's been going on. And and I'll just say this, I might repeat myself, but um Aries will also be ruling the eclipses through next year. So this is powerful, fiery. Moving forward energy, the new moon solar eclipse in Libra on the 14th is part of a new eclipse cycle we began working with earlier in this year. And the themes of this eclipse cycle will continue to unfold as we move into 2024 and beyond the full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus on October 28th, however, is the last in a cycle that we have been working on since 2021, and that's been that Taurus-Scorpio axis. This is a big closure point, a big one, and an ending to the lessons and journey of this eclipse cycle, 2021 to now. Hmm. It will also give the end of the month a very strong theme of closure and endings. Some of you are already going through this. Yeah, we will be feeling these eclipse energies increasing as the month moves on. And it's going to highlight relationships, which is ruled by Libra, because we're in beautiful Libra right now, and the value and beauty of life and our resources, which is Taurus, and what is natural being grounded and what is natural to our timeline and what is not natural? Hmm. Actually a segue, segue and getting you prepared for the conversation with my guests today, ruled by Venus. Venus is active, our values, our relationships. And the questions that are being raised are: are those things in alignment with the life I truly want to have and create? Am I really expressing myself as who I am, right? There's a lot of Scorpio influence this October, and it's going to get more intense and stronger. We are in sun in Libra season right now, which is harmony, beauty, you know, balance, you know, that kind of stuff. It's going to get very intense. We have Mars square Pluto on October 8th. I'm going to pause on this. It's big. I'll say it again for those astrologers out there. We have Mars square Pluto on October 8th. This is one of the most intense aspects that you can have in astrology. Pluto, the ruler of Scorpio, on October 10th, goes direct. That's two days after that. And on, on October 23rd, Scorpio season begins. And on October 28th, once again, that full moon solar eclipse on Taurus is the opposite of Scorpio. So Scorpio, Scorpio, Scorpio. The Plutonian energy is strong this whole month. And Pluto is about transformation, revealing secrets, the dark side of life being revealed, purging, cleansing, the occult knowledge and wisdom, our relationship to our shadow sides, and the hidden things of life, such as around money or our intense soul relationships with others. So in particular, on this coming Sunday, as I said, once again, Mars is where Pluto Exactly. And a few hours later, Venus moves out of 29 degrees Leo into zero degrees Virgo, which is very powerful. And a few days later, Pluto goes direct at the exact Pluto return of the United States, 27 degrees Capricorn. I know for some of you, uh, she uh I'm speaking gobbledygook. What the heck is she saying? I'm going to say this again. I'm going to say it slowly. I want you to get it. Pluto on the 10th right we're talking October 8th through the 10th which is coming up Pluto will go direct at the exact Pluto return of the United States right on point 27 degrees Capricorn this was the placement when the Declaration of Independence was signed I'm gonna let that sink in so let yourself shake a little bit and go what so it's very possible if, if you've been watching the there's a lot going on, it might be that there's something highlighted in the United States. And then remember, we're already in these energies and these energies do go forward like we're, we're into 2024. So it's not a light switch on the wall, but I'm emphasizing the potency of this energy at, at the cosmic level, at the global level. And then it also comes down to the personal level. So on October 8th, with Mars squared Pluto, a square brings things to the surface to be dealt with. So personally, maybe some of your shadow things are trying to come to the surface. Maybe they are coming, right? Mars is a divine masculine strength assertion. assertion but it can also be very challenging. Mars can bring war, conflict, fighting, anger, hostility, a short fuse. If you're short fuse, take a couple of deep breaths, please, you know, don't don't go there. Pluto's challenging aspects are the darker sides of life, people's shadow sides, intensity, transformation, cleansing and purging. So Mars is running around Pluto. Hmm, couple of bad boys trying to cause trouble. So (laughs) Mars is is Yeah, really, Yeah. And Mars is at its fall position in Libra in a square to Pluto in Capricorn. And Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008. So I'm not going to get into that Capricorn structures and all these things, right? So what's been happening in your life since 2008 or in the world, you get to ponder that one. So how many people are feeling restless, frustrated, fed up? In fact, you're probably, <laughs> you've probably had a few moments where you've had to go sit yourself down and,
1: and just calm
0: down, calm down. I have not. Right. What? <laughs> no.
1: Sorry, Loretta. thought you were watching me for a second. It's not me. Nope. <laughs>
2: you know, oh, Benny, it wouldn't be. you're the best. <laughs>
1: I
0: had had somebody uh, uh, send me an email one time. She goes, Loretta, when you talk about me on on public radio, I get very upset. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, all that stuff's just simply coming up so that we can heal it. We've been challenged for a few years, you think, maybe more with the world conditions. But there's actually more in this energy about relationships because we're in Libra balance, right? So, oh, my goodness conflicts on our relationships power struggles in our relationships and do what you can like i said to not express the lower shattered side of mars which is feeding into a flight a fight excuse me flight yeah or a conflict of course you need to stand up for yourself but try to use some of that libra energy you know like if if somebody cuts you off in traffic don't don't try to run them down it's a bad idea right so if I don't know what you were planning on doing this coming weekend, you might want to just go get under the covers. But <laughs> if on October eighth um, you were planning some kind of intense conversation, uh, you might want to reschedule it. It's just a little bit too too tricky. The energy is a little bit tough, right? So take it easy. Uh, do something that's lighter. Do something that's more fun. Um, past things are going to come up, maybe past life things or you know, people showing up that you haven't uh, had contact with for a while. But remember, Venus is the planet of love, relationships, physical resources, and our values. So financial systems, leaders, our own finances, our own love life is going to be highlighted. And um, Virgo is going to, or excuse me, Venus will be in Virgo. Venus will be in Virgo. I know I'm throwing a lot at you from October 8th to November 8th for a whole month. So Virgo, I sometimes go, maybe maybe in a future life, I'll be a Virgo. <laughs> Thank you to all the Virgos out there. Um, Virgo is going to help us take a look at our relationships and be a little bit more analytical in love and finances. Um, Virgo loves to heal and organize and clean and kind of, you know, get things neater. And it's going to help us see things with that beautiful, clear, uncluttered point of view that Virgo carries. So if you are not in alignment with your love relationships or your finances, you're going to be given the perfect opportunity to become very clear on that. And to clean it up so there is a light at the end of this tunnel um all of these eclipses by the way you know Pluto and and all this stuff that's coming up is really designed to help us cl- finally clean and clear out those old cycles we are on brand new ground um I am an Aries I I confess it sometimes and this is our season. it's it's here. we need this energy of newness, of courage, stepping forward. Um, you know, just do it. you know, just do it. Adventure. Spice yourself up. I, I talk to people all the time who feel like they've lost their zest for life. And I'm here to say, let's just do this. We can help each other and we can do this. So with all that, I've got to bring my guests in today who have been waiting patiently in the eaves. And uh, I do apologize to them. I felt like I really needed to get that astrology news out to people. But today I have show three in a series of six shows with two amazing women, Robin Duda and Kate Montana. Robin Duda is a minister of soul alchemy and the co-founder and spiritual director of the Sustainable Love Transformation and Training Center in Santa Fe, New Mexico, where she does vitally important work of reintegrating lost or overshadowed soul parts, which is part of the healing process called soul alchemy that Robin's been developing for the past 35 years. Kate Montana is a dauntless explorer of the inner and outer worlds for at least 37 years or maybe a lot longer she's a journalist an amazing journalist an amazing author of several books to include cracking the matrix 14 keys to individual and global freedom which explores the nature and presence of evil on this planet how to see the anti-life force understand its agenda and learn how to break free of its controlling influence and today we're going to be discussing what allows intimacy, what sabotages it, and what role does victimhood have in regards to human connection and the ability to relate in intimacy. Welcome to the show, ladies. Great to be
2: here. (laughs) Thank you so much, Laura.
0: Yeah, wow, what a potent day to be here.
1: Truly, I think I'm going to stay under the covers October 8th.
0: (laughs) I'm going to have a lot of water close by, you know, a lot of water. If anybody gets too close, I'll just use a spray bottle, right? You know? <laughs> it's okay. Calm down. We, we are on the edge. We're on the precipice of great change, right? We are in it, mm-hmm. but we really are here. And people have talked about it forever. You know, the age of Aquarius, blah, 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 all that stuff. And uh, we are emerging, my, my sensitivity is that we are really emerging from the birthing canal on uh, globally, individually, collectively, cosmically. So we're on the edge of something new. So in this, you know, one of my big things forever has been, how do we how do we move forward into this? There's many, many people, you know, expressing to me, Loretta, I have this great desire in my heart, I have this pull. How do I get there? So mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a big thing. And like a, like I said, we're discussing intimacy, victimhood. Um, but let's let me just start with this question and we'll maybe launch us into it. What is intimacy?
2: Love that love that question I remember when I first met my husband that's I have currently and I was uh, 39 and I had done all the self-help and I had been in a lot of new age activities and had done a lot of work I thought and then I met my husband (laughs) I thought I was an expert on intimacy and oh my gosh what i've realized and i am going to continue to learn about intimacy is intimacy is a deep deep willingness and it's not a state that you get to it's not like a goal ding 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 you hit it ba ba it's a willingness to continue to deepen in an inner closeness and an outer connection and both have to keep happening because if you're not deeply connected to what's happening inside, you won't be able to share it. And if you can't share what's deeply happening inside, you won't feel connected. You'll be in a relationship and feel invisible. Or if your partner, uh, male or female, uh, same gender or not, if they're not committed to deeply knowing themselves and sharing it, you'll be like, how you doing? What are you feeling? I, I can't get it. <laughs> and this whole experience that I've had so for so many years has been trying to pull it out of, right? Because of this deep longing for that connection that deepens your inner awareness of who you are and for me as a multidimensional being. Because we are vast, we are infinite. There is no end to the experiencing of discovering self and other. And folks that have been married for a long, long time that think they know each other. I I often laugh with my husband like, you do that? I You like that? Like there's these moments of like, oh, you are somebody else than I had thought. And here we are again, experiencing something so new in our own being and what our connection, can create and then in relationship there's a third presence when that level of deep inner discovery is met with discovering other pops a third a third frequency of the relationship and that relationship sometimes is nourished by intimacy and sometimes that relationship is like this (laughs) because we're uncovering something inside that the other person is mirroring that is not so comfortable to our awareness So these identities of who we think we are usually have to fall away in order to keep sustaining that deep discovery and discovery of other. Because of course, as we've been saying since we've been doing these Loretta and you've been saying it in your work and Kate's been saying it in her book and her work, love will bring up everything unlike itself. So intimacy can happen sometimes without that precious pure love experience and if you don't have that pure love connection in yourself and with other then what is unlike love will destroy intimacy because it is always going to be purging up for healing and i loved your reading there your astrology reading and if this is the time of purging oh boy relationships have an incredible opportunity right now to bring us closer with our actual true nature versus our identities, our false assumptions, our belief that we have to protect to be safe. All that material that flushes up in love will come up wherever you're blocked, defended, unsure of what that person thinks or feels. And you're still worried about them and not really discovering self. That's all going to come up in this uh, Current time is what you're describing, Loretta. Yeah.
1: God, what comes up for me is actually the opposite of of intimacy. Um, I think it was Werner Erhardt a long time ago who said, you know, so many relationships are like two radios really up close, volume turned up, blaring at each other, that ego, you know, who, what you said, Robin, who you think you are, this identity that I, you know, I've got to be this way. I've got to be sexy. I've got whatever. And that's such a superficial, shallow, but it is, it's like two radios just, and no connection and, and no getting down deep. So boy. You know, a long time ago, a long time ago, seven years. You know, when I wrote uh, the E word about the ego, it's just like so many times. And we've got this relationship ego. Mm-hmm. That, that I think a relationship is supposed to feed me, mm-hmm. and when the, and I've been there, or or I'm supposed to heal the other. Mm. Oh, dear. oh dear! Are we responsible for the other's happiness? I'm so sad
0: you happy oh boy (laughs) or they're supposed to heal me or complete me or be the way I say they need to be (laughs) and that goes both ways right yeah um I love this conversation about intimacy and also yes love will bring up everything unlike itself to take a look at it and um you know I I Sometimes when I was in Egypt a few years ago, we were having an experience in the uh, King's Chamber in the Great Pyramid. And this, what came through was this little thing I say all the time, which is there is only love in this room. Everything else is an illusion. Everything else is an illusion. And we are always dealing with that. What is not love it is always in our face so we take a look at it and there's really so much in this because it's it's how we show up it's how the other shows up it's our perceptions of the world sometimes it has to do with our trauma our drama our victimhood the things that we are we were trained or overly attached to
2: mm-hmm. And that really speaks into why people fall in love, get highly excited and infatuated. Somebody's here that's finally going to fulfill all those unmet child needs. And then before you know it, you want to kill the person because that love frequency is activating where the inner child or any other past relationships were unresolved. And so many people give up on love because their own process activates in the presence of love and intimacy and then they think it's the person and that is the seduction of course of the shadow the seduction of um the confusion with the interdimensional forces is oh you feel like crap that person isn't right for you you know and meanwhile you're feeling exactly the same way as you felt in that last marriage or that last Love making, or that, you know, "Hmm, I felt this way as a child, I thought this way, like, uh uh-huh. And as as we have dialogue so much, we're the quantum beings. We're not linear beings. So here we are in this big spiral of consciousness, re-experiencing what has not been loved yet over and over again. And I can get very excited about this because when you meet this in your body and I, I, Loretta, This is an opportunity in our life right now with the astrology being what it is. If you meet it with another in your body and don't take off and don't attack, we can transmute with the love and intimacy almost anything. I've seen couples heal disease together. I have seen absolute miracles happen when you stay, when you don't run or attack, And you hold, and you hold, and you hold. I mean, I've had miraculous healings. My husband has. I've watched couples, you know, my favorite work is couples and families. I've watched mothers forgive daughters and via via via. So it's like, if you hold and don't run or attack and feel and meet and invoke that power of love, miracles are now possible in ways we've never had. I get so emotional because to me, it is the medicine of our earth Mm -hmm. and a lot of our spiritual work is, oh, let spirit do it. But what I see is earth actually knows how to do it, but we've avoided earth, avoided the pain, avoided our bodies, avoided the emotional river of intensity, and we can't avoid anymore. We just can't
1: because love is this I'm supposed to feel good all the time, right? I'm supposed to feel I'm just in this river of sweetness constantly and it's going to feed me nectar. And, and if it's not, and if I feel off right. and you're not giving me or I feel inadequate giving you or and it's like, well, this is uncomfortable. This must be,
2: as you say, a mismatch. Bye-bye. So painful, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, three marriages worth for me. I'm on my third and last.
1: <laughs> <Anytime> <laughs> yeah.
2: So um
0: yeah, actually, you know, we are gonna take a little break. Yeah. Benny and I were having a behind-the-scenes conversation. Let's take a little break, Betty. Um, we are having such a great conversation. Please do not go away. My guest today, Kate Montana, Robin Duda. We're talking about intimacy uh and uh, what what sabotages it what is it oh yeah we're not even we haven't even really gotten into the meat of it yet so uh this is Loretta Brown we're going to take a station break we will be right back
1: Have you memorized every public restroom on your way to work? Sat through too many meetings with horrible stomach pain? Is no energy your new normal? It's time to spill your guts. Urgent diarrhea, chronic stomach pain, and extreme fatigue can be signs of Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation can help you learn more and even find a specialist. Don't keep your symptoms to yourself. Get help today at spillyourguts.org. That's spillyourguts.org. Energy is powerful. It's all around us, mysterious, full of potential. Directing positive, healing energy to raise your vibrational rate through Reiki can change your life. Reiki master Loretta Brown has relieved stress, sadness, anger, and even helped clients lose weight, stop smoking, and end sleep disorders. Worldwide, people have sought out Reiki Oasis. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Talk radio that will get you thinking. Alternative Talk, 1150.
0: Thank you, <laughs> I love that, Betty. You're
1: the best. Ah, oh, you're quite Catch welcome. A calling
0: star. Yeah, I wish I could take
1: all the you know claim for it, but I can't. It's only Perry Como that can do that.
0: So. I know Perry Como. Yeah, yeah, for sure, Mr. Perry Como. So welcome back to the original Loretta Brown show with my wonderful guests, Kate Montana and Robin Duda. I want to remind everybody these shows are archived. They are downloaded for free at KKNW 1150 AM archives for the original Loretta Brown show. And also on iTunes, Podcast One, SoundCloud, Megaphone, Twitter, YouTube. I'm sure I've left something out. It's all over the place. And there are literally hundreds of shows available. Um, go back and take a look. I, I really do interview amazing people with great big hearts who are, who are doing the work and there is help available for you at all times. So we're talking today about intimacy. What does that mean? <laughs> what gets in the way of it? And um the ladies were pointing out that you know love you know what are, what is it that we go into relationships expecting? Love will bring up anything that is not love and what about our neediness? What about our expectations and and so um I want to talk about this. uh, I'm going to say victimhood, this victim consciousness or these expectations like, are you telling me Cinderella is not true? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And how does that show up in relationships? How does that show up in our lives? And just sort of expand on that a little bit.
1: Cinderella isn't real. (laughs)
0: Where think, is Prince Charming, uh, by the way? <laughs> in the mind. <laughs>
2: so, so
0: i I want to I want to pull forward because I do talk to uh, clients about this. And interestingly enough, you know, the something always shows up when I'm getting ready for something. When we are in a relationship and something happens, the other person says something, or they do something, or we it, it, that sets us off that startles us or we say to them because this is what i hear a lot oh, i told them i don't like that and they keep doing it mm-hmm. why do they do that
2: and and why won't they do what i want i'd love to talk into this one
0: yeah
2: <laughs> jump in <laughs> so in our in our training process of our practitioners we would experience this dynamic so often because it was a journey of self-healing And then learning the skills of guiding others for two and a half years some of them were in my work for three years what we often found is our holographic uh body and i'll just make it really simple psychologically an owie that never healed a scab that we keep picking off is literally vibrating and has a whole story and that energy is so strong that unconsciously someone that loves you and someone that's an intention to journey with you as a friend or family member will literally go pick the scab without them even knowing they're doing it or even intentionally wanting to harm you because of this field that i find to be so profoundly creative is vibrating in our bodies consistently now psychologists say it's your subconscious you know, there's all sorts of labels for it, but I experience it as frequency. I experience it as a holographic story. So someone comes into your life and they literally start to play that out for you. And so in our community, we go, pause. I am stimulated. I am freaking out in that place that I want to, you know, I feel exactly the way. felt when i was four are they going to freeze or they go into wanting to attack so we have a whole technique of pause now we're going to breathe together and the person that's in the trigger says would you hold space for me right now to not go back to the behavior of the pattern even though sometimes it flushes up we have projections and and we go pause i'm in it and that takes us back into our bodies and if someone's committed to clearing up what that movie is about from the original moment that relationship can evolve to a clear space of oh my gosh thank you for showing that to me and now my inner child is safe in present time and most often the victim experience when you're triggered is happening in the inner child or um, a past trauma in adulthood that has not been integrated And so it's kind of if you think about what's integrated doesn't keep getting recreated into great graded when you think about even that word when a trauma is integrated it completes when a trauma is still vibrating out here and you don't want to look at it you don't want to feel it you don't want to journey with it, then it keeps creating itself in your intimate relationships so. For me, this is just the law of metaphysics and not even metaphysics, it's the law of nature. And uh, I love the somatic trauma healing work that's been now made very public. It's getting all sorts of attention because it basically says the animal kingdom knows how to move through a trauma moment and then come back to homeostasis and leap off and they're fine. And they're not hanging on to that moment because their mental body has not overridden it and judged the experience. And we lovely humans have this intense controller, mental idea about what's happened, what we make it mean. And what we make it mean holds the trauma in place. Yes. And what we make it mean can be, I must be a piece of, you know, unlovable mater because I just got whacked. I just got whacked. And if I'm getting hurt or if I've been violated, that means I must be bad. And there we have that unworthiness cycle generating in the tissue and doesn't have a cycle of healing if it's not met with love in self first. So I think victimhood is an addiction to a certain hormonal state. Being in a victim cycle with a partner, is literally um, feeding energies that are not love. And uh, I know we've all been talking about interdimensional forces. What I have found over the thousands of hours of doing work with people is there's almost always a spiritual being that is feeding off the terror that's not healed or the, the anger or the rage. And this is where the deep healing does release energy and that powerful movement of energy releasing we usually uh, get frightened of because it's so visceral and then we don't know that it's okay because we're letting go of control just like an animal that's processing a lion attacking it and that didn't die this is an intense experience that i think i'm gonna die and often a spiritual part of us that doesn't want to feel that leaves and then we're back into disassociation loops, yeah, so embodiment is the resolution uh making a choice and a commitment to go through that cycle with another for me is the is the resurrection of the masculine feminine Christ energy. I mean, we've called this all sorts of things, yeah,, yeah. and so many so many people have come out of a relationship and go i I wish we just could have gotten through that gotten on the other side of the mountain." We were almost there. And a lot of times we abandon the process right at the top of the the mountain when it gets the most intense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think a lot of times we do that is because we do not have the, um, we don't have the correct help, the understanding and or the entity. There's a sabotage element that, knows that this will be disconnected or something will happen and we just can't go there yeah we just can't go there well we think you know, it a, is us well we do and and often there's a quote-unquote protective element with it or perhaps we called this to us as children uh, because it was our friend or we needed protection and we needed help and we don't understand yeah
1: right
0: you
1: know, which I, can I, yeah go ahead no i just, i just realized that you know so much of i know what i've dealt with is that well at my age i've handled that you know i'm i'm over it um i'm i'm over that rape that happened in college da 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 da, da. and and it just occurred to me when you were saying this robin is that well if part of my essence my spirit detached and left during that experience well, yeah, I'm over it. I don't even feel it. I'm not even connected to it anymore. That part of me is out there somewhere, waiting yeah. in the woods, hiding behind a tree. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. Well, no wonder I can't feel it or 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 even care. Or I think, yeah, no, i I, I dealt with that.
0: Well, and I've had uh, uh clients before also say things very similar to that where they're like I'm so frustrated about that. I I am so hurt by that, that I have taken it. I've decided I don't care about it and I've put it over there. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: then there's kind of a a flat line in the relationship. There's a numbness a a numbness. I do my thing. You do
2: your thing. I don't know, whatever. Oh, that's so true. Mm -hmm. I know I've hit those plateaus with, with my partner and Mm -hmm. I've watched it a lot. And, and it really is a choice point. Am I going to go deeper in opening to what I haven't yet let myself feel? Um, And that really speaks to conscious soul retrieval. And I know you do work like this too, Loretta. And you speak about it in your book, Kate. But the willingness to reclaim our true self means you're going to feel that moment in time that you didn't want to feel, but it will resolve. And this conscious soul retrieval process, you know, shamanic work, for thousands of years is understood the soul journeys and leaves the body. And it's a problem, um, you know, the soul alchemy work I developed really came from a desire. I want to teach people to do that for themselves. You know, I want to teach them the mechanics of it because they can do a soul retrieval in the middle of making love. And it often, that is what happens. So if you think about the numbness and I want to speak this to your, your female listeners, a lot of times that numbness shows up inside during lovemaking inside our vulva inside um, or men leave their bodies. If they've had trauma and they don't feel safe or they go to the mind or they go to fantasy. Oops. 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 We froze. Yeah. We
0: froze there just a little Uh-oh. bit. So, um, you know, we'll just wait a minute until sure. she comes back. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this this flatline thing you know this um whatever it is where we go into that numbness all of that goes into the shadow and i was thinking when she was talking about my astrology report earlier and about how these things are coming up out of the shadow in order for us to be able to heal them yeah and um you know go go from there yeah
1: Um, Yeah, the whole, boy, again, when Robin just triggers so much to come up, it's like, this whole definition of what love is and it's like back to relationship. It's like, it's, it's not the relationship. Real love is me loving myself so much that I can bring myself to that choice point of, wow, this is so painful. I don't know why we keep hitting this place. I don't think I can take it anymore. It must be his fault or whatever, but I'm out of here. But love real love for myself is going to say, where is my growth edge? How can I proceed and then take myself to that next level willingly, even through the flames? Going, okay, this is love. This is me loving me. I want to grow, yeah, and change. I, I just was actually on a podcast yesterday. Had a long conversation about what does it take. to get out of victimization of, you know, racial, you know, we, we, I'm so disadvantaged. Well, of course people are disadvantaged, but I think, you know, everybody's disadvantaged, quite frankly, but it's like, what takes two kids raised in a horrible ghetto, you know, starving and whatever nasty, you know, situation you can imagine. And one just goes "Mm," and rises out of the pit. And the other stays in victim and doesn't and it's just like what? well i
0: think i think it kind of falls back you know because i've actually you know i've traveled the world a lot i think you probably have too where when you go to third world countries and you see uh you know like i have more in my carry bag than they do in their entire existence that there's many factors that contribute to those things. And we talk a lot about the the human spirit, right? But there's also another level of this. And I think Robin was starting to allude to it. And it is the deeper work, that shamanic work of what are the parts of you that have been lost? What sort of um, entities or beings are attached? Where is fear coming from? And I agree with her that victimhood is a um, an addiction. I've always said it's a virus <laughs> <laughs> or fear is a virus. You know, you can catch it, right? You know, but you can also catch love. You know, you can spread the love around. You can also um, be empowering to people um, through that love. And that, to me, becomes the ultimate message of yeah, we're souls on a journey and we've chosen these socioeconomic or these places on the earth or even this time, you know, to be here. And so how do we tap into that love? And I see Robin is, is back. Yeah. Yeah. She's getting connected up. There we go. Thanks for coming back, Robin. (laughs) Apparently uh, what we were talking about was important. So we continued to talk (laughs) about love and and yeah. victimhood while you were reconnecting.
1: There is my, uh, experience that does show up on a technological level.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, interesting enough, I um, my Internet shut down right when I was sharing about the feminine. <laughs> <laughs> That's OK. It's all so right. I'm on my phone. I hope you can still hear me OK. Yes,
0: yeah. we can. Very, very nice, as a matter of fact. Yeah. We
2: just we just
1: kind of segued to 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 bridge off what you were saying about what is it you know two kids in a dire situation raised in a ghetto you know poor poverty all terrible conditions one rises raises themselves out and one stays addicted to the victimization and identifies fully with that victim place and and it's like what is that spark and you know it's, it's just like we were talking about love is the love of self that, you know, maybe even unnamed as that, but it's like, I am going to rise and I cannot do anything else. I love myself so much. I'm going to go through the pain and I'm going to get out of this.
0: Well, and, and that's what I was going to say is that, that love, that love will pull us through that fire of transformation. And even through these times right now with the potency of, of the support of the universe to encourage us to stand in the fire of the alchemical change and and allow it it to happen embrace it right
2: beautiful and i think that's the gift of so many religious practices has provided for people a connection to something bigger than themselves whether your practice is the earth and uh spirit you know, whether you're a Christian or whatever your particular practices are, being willing to feel that you're being held by something more than just that that uh, trauma moment. Yeah. And when you can't get physically held, so many folks have found um, such comfort when they can go to the divine, when they can go to the trust of love, the trust of the earth, the trust of the universe. Yeah, that is a huge moment of um, surrender.
0: Well, and to be held, to be loved, and even to uh, segue back to the divine feminine, and the, the even as we're talking about it, you know, sometimes I have these things that are indefinable. Where in in the in the core center of my womb, you know, that that spark feels to me like it's beginning to have a a momentum, that connection to the divine feminine and to bring it back to life. We do not need to be in apathy or flat lineness or numbness. And, you know, I, I, I've got to give you guys a chance to talk about, but it's just coming through me that numbness when something is numb and then it starts to come back, you know how it is. If your hands numb and then it, it's tingly and, and it's this, this is, I I encourage people to have the courage to embrace this and to go this journey, because the other side of it is rich and full and filled with the abundance of the divine feminine and masculine in in concert with each other. And the divine child is there in the middle. So we have like a few minutes. Uh, Please uh, address that very briefly because we're down to last, the last couple of minutes of the show, believe it or not.
2: Well, I'm so grateful that we are on this topic and I, I know I popped off with the internet. My My message to anyone that's been in numbness, and I'm so grateful you shared this, Loretta, anyone that's in numbness, you can start with yourself. If you're not in partnership, you can start the intimacy journey with yourself through kind touch, through just deep connection to the earth, through prayer, through welcoming hugs in your life where you wouldn't normally, and then breathe and feel and sound and dance that will start waking you up to the intimacy with self. That's a place to start if you don't have a partner. And if you do share everything you can with an agreement not to run. (laughs)
1: Yes. Um, Yeah. You know, I actually, one of my mottos lately is feel and deal. It's like, it's, it's, it's what, is coming up the the recognition that's what's coming up is coming up and out of me that shadow material that hurt that wounding that want to run away want to lash out whatever is being driven by this increasing amount of love and connection and intimacy with myself intimacy with others and so all the oozes coming up and it's just like and to like and to feel it and it's okay so I'm like, feel it, Kate, feel. And when I feel it deals with itself and then I'm through the other side and it's just like, oh, wow, OK, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> yeah, well, was, I'm here and I can. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So we are down to one
0: minute. Uh, very last uh, words to the audience and how do people find you? Both of you. Oh.
2: Uh, sustainable love.com is my website. Check us out. We've got a lot of practitioners, a lot of coaches. And my personal email is robin at sustainable love.com. And my last words is keep choosing love no matter what.
1: There you go. Wow. No matter what. Kate Montana, Kate with a C, kate montana.com, info at kate montana. And I'm at uh, Substack, cmontana.substack.com.
0: Wonderful, uh, and uh, I'm Loretta Brown. You can find me at ReikiOasis.com. You can find me all over the internet. Apparently I'm not very private, and except for the private parts. And uh, I just want everybody to, to love each other, to have fun and embrace this powerful alchemical time that we're in. We're, we're creating the most amazing world and it's based on love. And uh, thank you, Kate Montana, Robin Duda. Thank you so much for the listeners. Thank you. And Benny, you are the best. Catch a falling star. Yes.